What's up, everybody? It is Feel Good Friday, February 4th, 2022. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to jump on a plane to head down to SmackDown tonight at 8 p.m. on Fox in Oklahoma City. Got a good one for you today. Ian Rappaport joins the show to talk about all the different coaching hires and what he's hearing around the league A.J. Hawk, obviously, and NFL Films senior coordinating producer Keith Cosro joins the show to chat about the new Terry Bradshaw documentary and more. Let's get right into it. Congrats to us for... uh Managing uh, the Blizzard of 2020. Yeah, here we go. Pretty excited about that. Got a chance to run out with the dogs last night with the wife and the family out in the middle of the snow. You know, you got to really take in those moments because yeah. you have no idea when another blizzard like that's going to come through. That's right. A lot of snow. Not as much as they were predicting. A lot of snow. Mm-hmm. A lot of ice. A lot of injuries, I think. Probably driving. Hope everybody is okay. Now we're on the other side of that. Yeah. And what's on deck? Pro Bowl weekend. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Pro Bowl weekend. I'll tell you what, if it's anything like the skill showdown we watched last night, we're in for a weekend of electricity. Also, Dan Orlovsky stumbling around the Vegas Strip drunk (laughs) with the NFL Live crew. Hope Uh they're having a blast out there. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Smackdown tonight, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Here Here we go. go. Stay away from any Timothy McVeigh Uh lines. Bingo. Go Thunder. Go Thunder. Mm -hmm. We... Now I'll save it for the show. Anyways, at Ty Schmidt, <laughs> at Boston Connor, the Toxic Table is here. There's some breaking news in the NFL that we'll dive into. I'm excited to see where your guys' brains go on this particular Feel Good Friday. I appreciate you gentlemen being here. Uh, Hammer Down Cowboy at Tone Diggs is I here. Done. You guys still winning bets back there on Hammer Down or not? Yeah, last night was uh, was a decent night. Uh, four and two in college basketball for me. What? I, I honestly don't know how anyone else did. I only pay attention to myself. That's because you were shoveling. I was yeah, true. Yeah. last night. Time to shovel all Grinding. night last night. I, I realized the new house I went into, no, no shovel. Uh-oh. Ah. <laughs> Not good. You know, because we literally just picked up and moved into this other house because uh, we had black mold in our old house. Yeah. Because turns out when you don't visit portions of the house for a long period of time, things do happen. Okay. And good 100% to know. my fault. Yeah, this is for you guys to learn from. You should probably check out some different areas okay. of your house if you're in there and see what goes on. But we are told basically, like, uh, both by the internet and people, like, you should get out of that house immediately. Mm-hmm. Literally got in a house four days later, still don't have most of our shit over there. Brought all the tank tops off. Yeah, Smart. had to. All the tank tops. Yeah, a couple, a couple pairs of pants, a couple of shoes. No, no shovel though. Learn that quickly, mm. you know. And it was, uh, it was piling up quick. And I'm hoping the sun will come back and kind of do its yeah. job at some point. But what a wild day here in Indiana. I assume most of the Midwest. After the storm, I, I have decided I will be buying gas powered uh, snow. I've seen a lot yeah. of those Me last too. night. I have never seen a more satisfied dad oh. right, than when they have that goddamn snow blur. And all of a sudden, there comes that one storm every 10 years where it is actually needed. You get it out of the back. They dust it off. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. They fucking get the gas. Oh, yeah. Pour it in. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm, I'm going to go snow blow. Pull that thing. Oh, mm-hmm. Pull that thing. Mm-hmm. And then they just oh, get yeah. going. Yeah. And then I fe- it feels like. Driving yesterday, every single one we saw, the person was at the end of the driveway, face out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, 
I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. yeah. Like, I drove by a guy yesterday, and Nick was right behind me. He was very proud of the fact that he was snow blowing his shit. Peacocking. I mean, he was, sent, he was peacocking with that thing. I mean, yeah, it was, <laughs> he was walking around yeah. with that thing, letting everybody know. I assume the neighbors got to understand, too. Like, hey, this is the one dad, the one husband, mm-hmm. the one family that was prepared for a goddamn blizzard within a mile and a half radius here. And he, you can borrow it, you know, but oh, it's, yeah, sure. he, it's a little fickle. I mean, I've used it once in the last seven years, <laughs> but I know this thing better than anybody or whatever. It was a. It'll it was, cost you. It'll be a. Yeah, <laughs> Morning gas, too, you know. Uh, <laughs> that was a big day yesterday, though. Happy everybody survived. Good to see everybody. Hey, good to see good you. Good to see you. Glad you guys, you know, traveled safely. Hey, you got a little sketchy. I mean, we had a pretty yeah, smooth trip, was, actually. Yeah, it was. Tony almost highway was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah Tony was Tony. trying to put on a show out here. Yeah. Tony well, I mean, was there Tokyo was eight drift. lanes, and we were the only guys on it. So I mean, Tony's when you get that opportunity, we it did have me, a good convoy. Yeah, it was me up in the front of the convoy. <laughs> then <laughs> Tony Diggs was behind, and then uh, Nick and Zito were <laughs> the the trail position. Nice yeah. caboose, and, and we're all kind of. It was we did have like six lanes to ourselves for a, a certain portion of oh. it, mm-hmm. and uh, like just, caravan tried fucking everything up. Yeah, it was my yeah the other way. Yeah, there was big time problems there. But the uh, this is my first time taking the car yeah. in the snow, so I was drifting a little bit. Turn around, I look in my rear view, and Tone's got this thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like literally like it's a NASCAR warm up lap, yeah. you know. And they're going back and forth. Damn. It was pretty awesome to watch. But we had a pretty smooth sailing. I oh mean, yeah, for sure. One accident fucks everybody. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And they were happening on the other side, like on. We were looking at accidents uh-huh. that were happening yeah. on this way that already had service vehicles there. And it was like, oh, thank God that isn't us. But any time that could be, we made it all the way we back. We got to one point where this car had to go in reverse because he couldn't make it up this hill. I had to stop on a hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to stop right on the middle of a hill like That's this. Fuck good. this, I'm going back home. Because there was an Ultima <laughs> that was trying to make it up this, this hill, and it, it was not, you know? Yeah. So they did a full reverse thing into our lane. Like, as oh, we're coming down the hill, come on, come with this person. it was interesting. They made it, though. Good breaks, too. Pop that thing in neutral. That's uh-huh. right. Pop that thing in neutral. Slide down. Hey, we survived. Hey, hey. shout out Snow, though. Here we shout go. Out. Thank you, Snow. Snow's a good time. Dogs love the snow. Oh, yeah. Let the dogs get out there and run a little bit. What is it? Because they're so hot. You think Chuck? Yeah, probably. I think, I think it was Chuck's first time, Corgi, first time in snow. He was just literally just burying his face. Yeah. Eating it. Eating it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a big, massive ice water bowl. Uh, yeah. Val stepped on something. Oh. She got a little cut on her foot. Yeah, yeah a little bleeding on her snow, a little red snow. Is that yeah. What's, that? What's going on with red snow? And uh, it's because... The snow is so high, it just covered everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like branches and shit below yeah. it. I almost no. fell off a, I almost fell off a ledge at the front. Whoa, oh, that's not good. Yeah, it was close. I mean, it was, and I don't know if there's enough snow to protect me on that fall on the other side because it was some men on that side. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I was in the, uh, I was in shrubs. I didn't even know it. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the goddamn, there was like a drop off. Yeah, I, was, oh, I almost died right there. <laughs> Jeez, this would have been a fun little Thursday. Be careful, that blood will attract bears. That's true. Jesus. Up there and those otters. <laughs> And otters, yeah. I haven't they, seen an otter since the first time Tim McAfee saw a fucking otter. So I'm starting to believe Tim McAfee didn't see an otter. Out. Well, yeah, but there, there's, blood in the, there's blood in the snow now. They'll crawl back out of their hole. Yeah, but I think Tim McAfee did not see an otter. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. There was actually a little snow, um, like uh, dusting, was that a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. And we saw some prints in the... Uh, otter. In the Yeah, Tim was certain it was otter tracks, and they went down there. It's just probably a raccoon, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. Okay. What? Oh, All coming right. for more food. The well, one maybe, from the old house. But the otter has like a body, right? You would you would think you would see the body or the tail, right? Yeah, yeah. in the, the snow. 
for they, sure. They look yeah, and, yeah, and that was a conversation I was having with him within the house while we were looking down at the tracks. Like, wouldn't there be like a Taylor's? Oh, no, they're pretty athletic, Tim. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, pretty athletic, Tim, saying about these goddamn otters, and I guess they are, but I don't think there's any otters near us. Okay. It's also definitely cold right now. There's snow. I mean, if those guys were kind of out there just moving around, they are probably dead by now. So it, <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about the otters, Jesus. at least until spring. That's true. These or, otters are gritty. Now, they might not even exist in our lake, but I did some research. These things got teeth. Yeah, oh, mean, yeah. You Man. think they're scared of a little fucking s- No, they're snowstorm? wearing wet, They're wearing wetsuits. Like all day. All the time. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, six to eight inches. Hey, you're not ready for it. Otters the otter? Yeah. yeah. Those things are drowning You in ever snow. see otters at the zoo no. when it snows? Dude, they huh. love that shit. Yeah, they're, 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 they're penguins. They're, they're sliding they're, down know, like the penguins. Yeah, but they're in zoos. They get their food hand-delivered to them. Ty's right. If these things are just no, out no, there in that snow, they right, are let's dead. Move on. Let's move on. We got Ian Rapport joining us in nine minutes. We have some breaking news. Happy everybody's okay. Yep. We have some breaking news out of the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who... We all thought had hired Byron Leftwich mm-hmm. to be their new head coach. Obviously, Byron Leftwich, former Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback down there in Duval County, uh, now offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually calling plays, doing everything like that, not just a figurehead offensive coordinator. Everybody thought with his success in the league and his success as offensive coordinator, going to interview with the Jacksonville Jag was it was a done deal because Shad Khan needed to rebuild the entire culture. Now, then things starting trick, uh, trickling out of the conversation that Byron Leftwich was like, I ain't doing the Trent Bulky thing. Mm-hmm. We ain't having Clonton stick around time for another year. That is what Byron Leftwich said. And allegedly, Adrian Wilson, who's in his seventh year as a scouting. I don't know his title. Executive? Is he a director uh, of pro personnel now? He was a scouting guy? I don't know. Seven years in a scouting department. Mm -hmm. Adrian Wilson, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. I believe Byron and he met each other probably whenever they were out in Arizona, or I don't know if they played together, didn't do enough research. That was allegedly the big holdup. And then we never really heard anything again. All the way up until yesterday or two days ago when Byron Leftwich had withdrew his name from the Jacksonville Jaguar job. So does he go back to Tampa Bay? What does Tampa Bay look like next? year mm. they're still coaching positions open will bowls go anywhere tom's not going back gronk's probably not going back we don't know gronk's gonna do what gronk ever does we just assume that he's probably not going to be back and all of their starters on offense are all either uh, restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents and they have cap things going on so oh, yeah. tampa bay buccaneers not necessarily the most desirable place to be right now but it feels like byron left which is going back there because a man who was taking a lap around town traveling to all different training camps last season after being fired or walking out of another head coaching position when what we thought was a dumpster fire of an organization he has a statue built of him ladies and gentlemen the new head coach of jacksonville jaguars is doug peterson and baby doug Doug was able to be a quarterback in the league, then became a head coach, and was able to win a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time in 51 years or something like that. Damn. I think was, ever. Was it their first? Yeah, I think it was their first. Ever. He did something for the first time in 51 years. Ah, I don't know what Raised it was. Raised the Super Bowl? No, because no. no, McNabb. 
Yeah, I don't know. But it was Whatever. The first, first yeah, Super one, Bowl. Yeah, right. It was the first Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Had people eating horse shit on the streets. That's yeah. right. Turned Philadelphia upside down. Big Richard Nick Foles became folklore because the Philly Philly call in which Doug Peterson made that call. There's a statue built. Life is good. Then all hell breaks loose. Foles is gone. Carson's gone. Peterson's gone. Peterson was coaching, putting in in the fourth quarter. Not only was Jalen Hurts playing and Carson playing. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarter, he put Indiana quarterback Nate Sudfeld Nate yeah. Sudfeld oh, yeah. out of nowhere and everybody thought this guy was tanking almost had fights on the sideline between leaders on that team and Doug Peterson who I was he fired or did they agree to go their separate ways yeah, I thought it was mutual because he didn't get fired immediately after and then they had but that meeting but they quit the too like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. he said fuck you I'm not doing this and right. they did it professionally said we mutually agree or if they said you need to get out of here whatever the case he is now the head coach in Jacksonville. And Shad Khan came out and said, what Doug Peterson was able to do up there in Philadelphia, bringing them their first championship ever, I hope he's able to replicate that same magic down here in Jacksonville. That's via John Reed at John Reed 64. Ooh. Okay. He he was an offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah. Poland, yeah. you see John Reed coming around the corner, Poland. Good luck. Yeah. Oh. Just lay down. But also, I mean, you don't want to get... You don't want to get straight on with John. Oh, no, 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 no. And it's Cox not just strong. one. Oh, John Reed, he puts his hands in the dirt, and then when it comes up, and he gets his boom. Yeah. Yeah. That Cobra. John Reed, 64, broke the news that Chad Khan is looking for Doug Peterson to replicate the magic he had in Philadelphia down here in Jacksonville. Will that ever happen, or is that franchise cursed? Does that team just stink naturally? We will find out. Doug Peterson, I assume, had interviewed with numerous places, quietly, behind the scenes, last year as he was traveling around to old friends. Probably could have picked where he wanted to go. I'm not 100% sure if everybody feels that way in the world. It felt like there was a lot of places interested in him, and immediately upon his release of Philadelphia, then he took a year off. Congrats, I guess, to the Jaguars finding a new head coach. What does this mean, though? I have no idea what this means. Is he just going to get rid of everybody that Urban brought in? Is it a whole new thing? Are they still on the edge? Is there still a building being built? Is there still an entire city being built downtown by Shad Khan to go around the stadium? What does this mean for all the plans that Urban Meyer and Shad had? Is Doug Peterson just picking those up? I don't think Doug Peterson's going to be a guy that's be like, yeah, this is what you guys want to do, so I'm going to do it because allegedly that was the entire problem between he and Howie Roseman and and them over there. So what is going to happen, I guess, TBD? They stink as a team, though, and uh, they knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. Yeah. Right. To hell with them all. Does this just mean that Balky's the GM? Like, he, he kind no of way. survived the whole – because if he was in these meetings with Shad and everything, and like he hasn't been fired yet, yeah. so does that mean that Doug Peterson's okay with him being the GM? Go ahead, Tony. Well, no, I I had a, a separate – I don't know what it means for all that, but I could tell you – if Doug Peterson, we saw what Doug Peterson did for Carl Wentz. Trevor Lawrence might be the greatest quarterback of all time. Now. No, maybe they get Carl Wentz. What? To no. lead Trevor Lawrence. No, no, Unfortunately. No, yeah, good. because Doug Peterson and Carl Wentz were able to win a Super Bowl together. Yeah, yeah well, well, Doug Peterson broke Carl Wentz. I'd be very nervous if I was an Indianapolis Colt fan because now they have Carl Wentz's kryptonite standing across the side of the field twice a year, Pat. I'd be worried. Well, we haven't been able to beat Jacksonville on the road for like 14 years. Exactly. And they're the worst team. They have the first overall pick two years in a row, and we lose to them still down on the road. I don't know how that happens. Joe Dirt put Phillip Rivers in the grave week one last year, and then the last game of the season, Clontown fucking walks away with a dub. 4.4 QBR. Very bad. That's without Doug Peterson on the sideline. Maybe he'll be inspired and motivated to beat the hell out of Doug Peterson. Maybe we'll be in a quarterback market. This isn't about the Indianapolis Colts. Sorry, Connor. 
Hey, and back Carl. to what you said, though. <laughs> so everybody thought that the things one, you know, array or whatever, awry, whatever the word is, you get it, astray, awry, with Doug Pierce in Philadelphia, because when they hired him, he was young. And he would listen to what they said, mm-hmm. right? Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he came in. Hey, you listen to. We'll we'll put the players in there. You can do your little scheming and strategy, but you just listen to what we do. Allegedly. Now, who knows what's real and what isn't real? We'll find out probably ten years from now when bygones are bygones and time healed all wounds in this situation. But then, as he got uh, more accomplished and more successful and more comfortable as a head coach, allegedly. Now we don't know if any of this is real. Allegedly, he was like, "Hey, I'm going to make some decisions now. I would like to be a part of the." conversation and he got like shooed out of the room is one potential reason on why it all blew up in philadelphia is what people have speculated not us i'm just telling you what other people have speculated there's no fucking way then he would want bulky to be in there before him right because then it would be the same exact situation where this guy has literally the ear of the owner is the same situation happened in philadelphia right he's gonna be the one making decisions you're just gonna have to do what you got to do or unless they have it set in stone going in like, hey, you guys are able to make decisions together, but how often does that actually take place whenever you're dealing with humans giving up power? Not often, I don't no. think, especially if they're power-hungry human beings. I, I just That's a fascinating situation that you mentioned, and I don't know, and allegedly what, Balky was in the room where it happened when yeah. they're getting interviewed, right. and Shad's saying, like, hey, what do you what think do you of think this, this guy? guy? So Doug, in that interview, maybe just being a human... Oh, he doesn't seem. I don't know. No, no, no. He had success in San Francisco. Con mm-hmm. time was happening, but mm-hmm. seems like a good guy. And Shad Khan's like perfect. And he twists his mustache. He's like they can get along. They can be perfect. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know how that all plays out. I'll be. I'll be interested to see over the next what couple of weeks to see how the power is kind of laid out. But once again, it's the Jaguars. The only thing they're known for is knocking the fucking Colts out of the playoffs. Do you think in the interview they asked stuff like, "Would you ever try to stick your fingers up a co-ed's bum"? Oh, jeez. Make sure that doesn't happen again. So have you ever been to a place called a chop house? <laughs> I'll say, let's do a word association. Mm-hmm. I'll mention some things. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. Sean Conn's like, Jaguar. Doug Pierce's like, fierce. Yeah. Duval. Connie. Uh-huh. Chop house. Ne- never heard of that. that? Good, good, good. Right, Bingo. 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 We'll go next. We'll go next. Finger guns. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Good, good, good. There it is. Good, good, good. Tim Tebow. Legend. Don't like yeah. him. Superhero. Good, good, good. Okay. Oh. It seems like you are. Seems like you're naturally much different than the previous guy we had, and that is obviously a step in the right direction. I wonder if Urban Meyer and Shad Khan's relationship will uh, ever be back to what it was before. <laughs> Can't. You know, because I like, doubt well, it. Yeah, can't. What? I doubt it. You don't think Sean Conn's <laughs> having Urban Meyer to come back, walk the suites, walk the halls of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, maybe 20, 25 years, but I think, you know, Sean probably feels like Urban left him pretty high and dry there. And I think he's, well, I guess he didn't have to end up paying him all that money. So maybe by Well, we don't know yet. Go. That's going to litigation God. as well. There's a lot of litigation going on <laughs> in the NFL right, yeah. right now, and that's one of them. He got embarrassed. We're going to be talking about Urban Meyer season for 20. 20 to 25 years. No, There's we no won't. Yeah. Even well, us. You don't think? You don't think <laughs> we're going to reference that? If you listen to how this show goes normally, uh-huh. and it's how my brain operates, so I apologize for it, but I like to set a little bit of context for why something is yeah. happening. So if somebody's listened to our show before, they probably heard me say, boom, 
bang, bang. I'm trying to set like the precedent on why things happen. Yeah. With the Jacksonville Jaguars, unless there's another head coaching hire, which might happen, I assume the Urban Meyer stuff, even for this show, which does a lot of that, will probably just move along. Now, if Urban Meyer gets a job on TV and he starts uh-huh. doing some yeah. stuff, it's going to be hard not to be like, Urban's back on TV doing real good. You remember? Yeah. It's going to be hard not to do that. But that's what happens when you're in the NFL and Urban Meyer experienced that quick. But also, any for me, I feel like if there's any you know terrible season season for a first year head coach it'll the immediate thought will be well was this as bad as urban meyer because is he the new standard is the worst it feels like it i mean on the field off the field i guess number one overall pick they beat the colts without him like it feels as though forever it was a complete pr nightmare yeah urban beat the buffalo bills and the colts and the colts and one in london dolphins yeah, yeah against the dolphins in london but for well, he didn't beat the Colts. I mean, I'm sorry. His team, though. Yeah. You know, a team that he he had to live on the edge. That's right. They're not elite. Too many people throwing the word elite around. Uh-huh. Well, Urban, you're in a building where a company was founded literally around yeah. that word. Yeah. That's right. But he said we're going to live on the edge. It was a massive backfire. We were supposed to have Ian Rapport on three minutes ago. Well, oh, he's, he's probably guy. forcing he's his wife to shovel snow. Back here. He looks like a probably. car mechanic under the hood. Yeah, I guess there's probably some wires that didn't add up or whatever, but that's going to happen. Let's, what do you think Peterson's where it's going to be? You think Shad's like, well, what, what's our word this year? Because last year it was on the edge. Uh, clusterfuck, because that's what this place has been. Okay. Yeah. What if that's what Doug Peterson tells Shad? <laughs> right to his face. This year is going to be clusterfuck because we're going to continue the traditions of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of continuing traditions, the Pro Bowl dodgeball is awesome. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. By far. Pro Bowl dodgeball needs to be the entire weekend of the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that it might get tiresome and we might get over it, and we'll cross that bridge whenever we get there. Right. Not that Dutch bridge that they're taking out because of Bezos's cruise line. I can't do that. He, Bezos. Bezos's cruise line has to get it. This motherfucker bought a cruise ship <laughs> and turned it into a yacht. Yeah. Okay, that Insane. is what Bezos did. It's He's got the biggest yacht of all the yachts, and he can't get into some town in Dutch. Where's that at? Netherlands. Netherlands? Netherlands yeah. Where's that at? Poland. It's, it's or right, right near France. I, I, it's the, right above Belgium. Okay, perf. That's cold as shit up there. Where is this boat? I guess that's why you get a cruise ship so you can they have build, plenty of. Yeah, they yeah. build beautiful ships. I think it's because it's being delivered to him. Yeah. In. That's why. Oh, and that's where he's. Yeah, that's, that's where, where he's at. Him. It has to be delivered to him. So they have to take out this old, 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 old bridge yeah. that is probably beloved, so that they can get his cruise ship down the fucking bay to him. Hey, legend. Good for you. I mean, Baby Jeff. the bridges ain't going to like it. But anyways, we'll cross this bridge whenever we get there if the dodgeball becomes a little bit too much and boring. Sure. But I just want to let you know, you watch the sprinting. Okay, who's the fastest man? Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill didn't try. No, he did not. No, he did not. I don't know why he's in the race. He's not going to try. I don't know why you're in the race. If you're Tyreek Hill, why are you signing up for a race? You're not going to try and especially whenever you, all you talk about is being yeah. the fastest human on earth, he said. Yeah. Not just in the game. In the, pre, in the pre-race interview, he said, uh, not just fastest in the NFL, fastest on the planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need you to try in the race then. For the good of everybody, That's right. need you to try. It was cold as shit. It was very cold. Obviously, it wasn't. I thought it was a little quick gun, too, a little quick trigger. I thought so. Maybe Tyreek thought he was going to try. And then once the quick trigger happened and he was already behind, I'm not going to do this. Uh, Nick Chubb, though, talking shit to Micah beforehand. Nick Chubb was trying. Oh, yeah. 
Micah is a freak show. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was trying. He's, I'm just here to get the bag. Yes. Right? I'm just here to get the money. And then at the end, Justin Jefferson said, we got the trophy and we got the bread. <laughs> okay? And that's what the skills showdown needs to continue to be. Like, hey, let's put up actual prizes for the guys. Can match that for philanthropic reasons, whatever it is. But let's make sure there's actual things on the line for these guys to continue to try. Russell Wilson was just oh, That was plucking. awesome. Yeah, that was absurd. Plucking out there. I think yeah. I actually heard him. Who fucking wants to come and get it? I, yeah. I heard Russell Wilson say, unbelievable. I think he said go Hawks in there at one point, too. I think he, no, nah, maybe not. I don't know if I he did. Hear him. Yeah. Oh, I he thought while he was throwing, I heard a go Hawks. I don't no, know. No, it was I just a, maybe a, a grunt or whatever. That's a shame. <laughs> Who we'll keep an eye on that situation. Mac Jones helps the fun digs in a Bills Mafia table bus. Pretty cool. Uh, they need to, if they're going to do best catch and turn it into like a dunk contest, need a stage to cover the pad. Yeah. Pad makes it look amateur. Let's put a stage in front of it. Open stage. Can still have the trampoline jump in there. And let's put some fucking bombs. Yeah, let's let's yeah. put some, some fireworks fire behind yeah. Let's go ahead and do that entire thing. I like where their minds are at, their heads are at. Uh, some people didn't perform that great. Some people look uh, awesome. The production, interesting. Commentary, having a Monday Night Football crew on there. Don't know if that's their bag, baby. Yeah. But they. Uh, it, it was a nice night of television and... The NHL 2K oh, yeah. skills competition. No, the NHL 2K view. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, you know, where you can only view one side, right? And then oh, the period yeah. changes, yep. and then you're yeah. the other side, mm -hmm. and then that whole thing. Can't have that for dodgeball. Dodgeball is what everybody's fucking looking for. Correct. Yeah. We need more cameras on dodgeball than any of the other events. There was a four shot, basically, on the quarterback versus DB thing. And then on the dunk thing, they had like four different shots. And then dodgeball, we only had one angle. Yeah. Justin Jefferson makes that incredible catch. We only see the back of his head. I would like to see his face with sunglasses with that big-ass grill in Yeah. It was a hell of a game, hell of a performance. A lot of shit being talked. A lot of people trying to cheat. I like that. Yeah. Anytime you got guys trying to cheat to win, that means they're in it. Correct. And we need to continue to grow upon that until we no longer need it and we move on to something else. With all the goddamn cameras they got over there, how didn't we not get one body cam in that dodgeball game? That's all you really need so you can see everything, see how it is out there. If you had one on both teams too, all the replays they could have done, that was the most frustrating part by far was the fact that their best event, they have their worst camera and they only have one Every other event, they had different Six angles. Cameras, slow motion. Yeah. And dodgeball was like, yeah, well, something had to have happened. It was like freezing cold, I guess. Maybe. But it was the last event that they had going on. All those other cameras, we can't just wheel those over to the side you so we can see everybody. Production. You don't understand I don't. I you don't. You don't understand how hard it But it was bullshit. I was wondering what the fuck's going on yeah, there as well. for sure. But great night. Great night. Great night. Great night. Uh, joining us now is a man that has never been in a Pro Bowl or an All-Star game in his life, but he's covered probably a lot of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe he's live down at the Senior Bowl right now, or maybe yesterday. or He's pumped about collegiate it, Collegiate Bowl. Is that Se Senior Bowl? Oh, so he mailed it in. He was wow. at the Senior Bowl. Oh, he's not even staying for... Didn't even... Well, he didn't want to be there, so... The host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rap Report. Hey, Rap Sheet! What's up? What, you mailed it in on those kids? You said none of you are making it to the NFL. This is a waste of my time. Uh, no, I was there for three days. Three. By the way, can you hear me okay or no? Yeah, you sound amazing. Yeah, okay. I got the AirPods today. I cleaned them out. I got to make sure they're all good. Oh, yeah, no because issues. long season, long season potential. Yeah, a little tune-up, tune-up, you might say. Um, I was down there from Monday night to Thursday night doing a little uh, socializing and uh, building relationships, I think, is the proper way to say it, where you stay in bars until, you know, late at night, talking to sources and all that. Um, Max, 
doing? Max, your dad's telling us Come stories on. about getting Come all here. boozed up with people. <laughs> Max. Come here. Say hello. Hi. Hey, hey, hey Max. Max. Hey, Max. Max. Atta baby Max! Oh, you are much cooler than your dad. I can already I can't tell. I can hear you because he has the AirPods. Uh, and you're smarter uh, than your dad, too. Please. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Hey, it's a cool-looking yeah, kid. Congrats, um, dude. Anyway, so... Um, hey, have that yeah, kid so, shovel some fucking snow, too, yeah, every once in a while. You know what time. I mean? So your wife. I mean, they, they actually like to shovel snow. They asked if they can do it, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Let's go there. Sure Get some calluses. See you at dinner. Hey, whenever they come up to you, those things on their uh, on their palms there, those are called calluses. That's okay. Those are okay. Those are all. They don't take them to a hospital. That's a good thing. Not a bad thing. <laughs> well, they they. The, I'll say in all seriousness, you talk about calluses. So my that was Max, my oldest. He plays baseball, hits lefty, got a nice stroke. Oh, uh, he just started that. wearing batting gloves, and honestly, I'm not that happy with it. I feel like you should just go oh natural, build yeah. the calluses. Oh, you want to tape tape his fingers to <laughs> taping the knuckles up? <laughs> That's your little Max Rapport. <laughs> Steps up to the plate, bare yep. gloved. Oh, that'd be awesome. Chalk? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Jackson. Chalk actually is a great idea. Like, a little yeah. tar. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. That's it sounds like your kid's gonna be much tougher than you forever. And that that's good news. That's good news. You gotta have somebody on your side. Uh you're down at the senior bowl though, networking all night, getting some exclusives, getting some relationship building. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, uh, and it was, you know, it was it was a good three or four days, and it's also kind of like, it's supposed to be like a nice break of everyone just talking about the season and relaxing and talking about all the coaching hires that were made, and none of them have been made, and then Flores drops the lawsuit, and it was actually really interesting to almost get reaction in real time with everyone there just, you know, dying to discuss it. Um, so, Jude. Atta baby. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> get out of here. This is, I think that's Jude. Jude? Jude? Yeah. This is Jude. Jude, say hi. Hey, what's up? Jude. Jude. Hey, Jude. Get to make it You're drunk. School's closed. It was an early, early day today because of the weather. So the boys were home at 11. So they've been just. Really helping work productivity all day. Hey, I heard that's a whole thing right now because with the institution of the Zoom classes, the snow day thing has maybe become a little bit more of a conversation because now they're projecting potential two-hour delays or cancellations and saying, no, no, actually we're projecting Zoom days on Thursday and on Friday. Is that what's happening in real time in your house as well? Uh, It hasn't happened in our district, but the district next to us like, we had an early dismissal, but they just had a Zoom day, which I guess is better. I mean, is right? It? Like, it's a, I don't know. I guess that's better. Yeah, well, at least the kids are occupied snow. until three, but I don't know. Those days. Make a yeah, snow those yeah, days. You need those a snow days. day every once in a while. Day. You have to live. So let me get this straight. You get the, the only benefits of living in a Four Seasons area is that you potentially have a two-hour delay or a snow day. Bingo. All the kids in the south and the west, they have just the perfect weather. They get to train all year. Mm-hmm. They get to run and play sports all year. The only benefit is that maybe out of the middle of fucking nowhere, God will grant you a day off. Not anymore. Nope. Those days are done. Unbelievable. What are we turning into? I mean, the greatest thing, I still think about that. You wake up early, oh. and then you watch the bottom line yeah. on the local news, and you see yes. your district come up, and you're like, oh, my God, we got a snow day. And then you call your friends on the landline, you get the mom, and you're like, 
Can I speak to Matthew, please? Like, we have a snow day. And it's, oh, man, it's <laughs> oh, great you know what this is about. Yeah. Listen, tell him to <laughs> go outside five minutes. That's what we, we got some stuff to do. You can also take it into your own hands. And I would not recommend all kids do this, but you find where the superintendent lives. You take buckets of water uh-huh. and you throw it on front porch or front stoop or front steps. So when they wake up in the morning to decide whether or not your school is going to have a delay, hopefully they walk out. Done. Cancel the day. Yeah. You know, those are only needed to be used every once in a while when there's a big test. Sure. And also, make sure you get the actual superintendent's house, <laughs> not neighbor's house. No. That's why it didn't work, I think, personally, whenever we tried it out. But still, I think, yeah. good in theory. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. it's still Great a theory. good idea yeah. in theory. I mean, I, I would imagine that the advent of security cameras might have made that a little bit difficult, yeah. but Where you're pretty you creative, live? so maybe... I mean, what I a know. nice life this guy yeah. has. Jeez. Oh, oh, everybody's getting ADT. Regular people have security cameras. Regular people. What no. is this? Oh, no, you have the thing God. that films your front door so you can tell when packages show up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have that, right? Yeah, you need that for these porch pirates these days. Yeah, that's right. Simply yeah. safe, ring, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get all to right. football, please. Uh, let's let's stick with the Senior Bowl and then we'll move on. I know a lot of Steelers fans are dialed in. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Ian, so I saw owner... Art Rooney, Deuce, uh, was at the Senior Bowl looking at air all players, quarterbacks, stuff like that. Is it normal for owners to be at the Senior Bowl? And which quarterback looked the best, and are they taking? Uh, it is normal for quarterbacks. I thought the same thing. Um, and it, there's been a couple years when we've seen I think Jimmy Haslam was down here when they had the first pick and they ended up being Baker. And, you know, there's been a couple others. Like, if you're – if you're going to get a quarterback, you're going to get a quarterback of the future. It is so important, and everyone needs to be involved. Everyone needs to be on board. And it, obviously, it's also more than about just evaluation. So I don't know this for sure, but my guess is Art Rooney, if they met with quarterbacks, Art Rooney probably met with them, okay. um, as he should. And it was also, you know, the Steelers do things their, sort of their own way. Like, right? they are not like everyone. Mike Tomlin was on the field next to Kevin Colbert the whole time. It was absolutely pouring on Wednesday. I was drenched. My socks were wet. I was not happy. Most coaches, it was awful. Most coaches were in the booth, and Tomlin and Colbert were there in the absolute pouring rain watching the quarterbacks. Um, I don't know that they're taking one, but I'm just going to go ahead and say there's a pretty good good chance, and they were all in on evaluating. Okay, so let's bounce around some of the older quarterbacks market that you could potentially see heat up. Uh, Last night, Russell Wilson put on a clinic in the skills showdown. I don't know if that was another audition to say, hey, bring me to your team. What are you hearing out of that? Is he going to be on the move, and is it just to destinations that Russell and Sierra have agreed to go to? Uh, He does have a no-trade clause, so he's not going anywhere that he doesn't want to go to. And, you know, it's amazing how – smart that ended up being quarterbacks getting no trade clauses because you really same thing with Deshaun Watson you run the show you know like the team could you know get you to trade you for six first round draft picks and if you don't want to go you're just not going um so it is a great way to have power and to have control of the of the situation you know something I mentioned a couple weeks ago in game day morning Russ wants to he wants to know his options I'm not saying he's definitely going to go but he wants to look around and see and I think if you're Seattle you know, it's the same problem they've had the last couple of years, which is even if they get a great offer, even if they get, let's say, three first-round picks for Russell Wilson, who is going to actually be their quarterback and how quickly could they rebuild? Because Pete Carroll's 71 and he's not going to want it to be a four-year rebuild. So 
Carson. you know, I wouldn't rule mm-hmm. out a trade, okay. but they have to have, it has to be a no brainer and they have to know the answer to the next question as well. So you're saying like call the Colts, take Carson Wentz and a couple future picks and then we get Russell Wilson and the Colts win yeah. the Super Bowl. I think that's plausible. Sure. Not plausible. Not plausible. Oh. I don't want people know? to misinterpret the sarcasm. So just <laughs> you just, oh, yeah, yeah. Because people will say Ian did. Yeah, they will that's actually COVID write that in. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Tovid situation. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it what you're saying. But is that. Oh, the Tovid situation. <laughs> yeah, the whole Tovid situation was <laughs> that, wild. Yes, that was. Yes. Yeah, I was getting exactly. quoted in some, you know, like. Wall Street Journal. Norwegian yeah. politicos. <laughs> yeah, 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 and Wall Street. I mean, I was. Whoa, that was wild. That was a wild time to be alive. And that was when I questioned journalism as a whole. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you got to question the old establishment. No, I'm joking. I'm not <laughs> getting into all that shit. Although, Ian <laughs> does make me question journalism often because it feels like you know everything that's going to happen before it happens. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? What do you oh. know about this? Mm. Because just the other day, yesterday, actually, we put AJ Hawk's feet to the fire. I don't know if you saw it because you're probably hungover from getting all boozed up yeah. at the Senior Bowl late hours in Mobile, Alabama. But whenever you hear about Aaron Rodgers having potential property in Nashville and maybe he's uh, he got some other interests in other places how do you see that whole thing panning out I know you broke the story that he stuck around after the game and talked about the future and that's good news I think he has done that every single year but every single year hasn't been a year where it's being discussed that he's going to leave the Green Bay Packers so I guess that is good for status quo to continue to happen how do you think that whole thing is landing right now and what are you hearing from around the league when everybody's drunk at the senior bowl yeah, the, the Nashville thing was interesting because, you know, if he's buying a house, like first of all, he's 38 years old. So buying a house after he leaves Green Bay and retires or whenever he's done with the NFL, whichever team he's playing for, that makes sense. Sounds like Nashville is quite a hot place to live. Uh, and I know that because when I was down there for the draft, uh, and I basically called my wife and said, this is the greatest place ever. We should move here. And she started looking up real estate and, oh, my God, she wanted to move there yesterday. Uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, so Nashville makes a lot of hey, sense. Hey, Network, can you pay this fucking guy? <laughs> oh, time. I mean, geez. No, oh, I'm just, wow. anyway, Nashville's a lovely place. You walk around, there's music coming out of the, the bars. And everyone's drinking. I mean, it's people, they have a lot of bachelor parties there, it seems, which is not really it? for me, but some people <laughs> yeah. like that kind of thing. Sure. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know that that yeah, has yeah. any material influence on anything as far as where he plays. Yeah, like, I, I guess it is possible that he asked for a trade. It is it is possible, and I honestly do not know what he's going to do. I just I look around and I look at the various situations around the league, and there's not that many that are better for him than Green Bay. Like I know they lost this year, and that sucked, but like they had a good team, and they really have a great personnel situation. Assuming Devontae comes back, and they'll probably tag him, so he could look around. I mean, Denver would be good for instance, but he really does have a great situation in Green Bay. Okay, you don't have to try to sell him through our show on what he should be doing. Let's just talk about things that could happen because maybe okay. it's not just about the situation. Maybe it's like, you know, I actually do want to go experience something different. This yeah. has been like this for so long. Uh, I feel like I've done a lot for these people. Not that they haven't done a lot for me, but maybe I want to go elsewhere. What are some places you think that would be in there? Everywhere, right? Carolina, Denver, Indianapolis, would. Tennessee be on the list for that? Would the Steelers be on the list for that? Would Tampa be on the list for that? Like, who do you? There's a lot of quarterback needed teams, right? And Jimmy yeah. G's going to yeah, be out there now. Just... We're hearing. All right, so let's go through them. So Saints, the Steelers, the Steelers are obviously a team that needs a quarterback. It would be very unsteeler like to trade a lot of draft capital for a quarterback. Not impossible. It just 
would be against everything they've done. And Kevin Colbert is an outgoing GM, and his mission is to find the next Roethlisberger, to find their franchise quarterback. So I would be a little surprised if they did it. The Titans could do it. Um, they would take a big cap hit, but I can't pretend that that's something that would make it like prohibitive. Like that doesn't, it would make it hard. I think it'd be $28 million cap hit. 27 and a half. Yeah. Would it? Yeah. 27 Mm -hmm. and a half. I think we have a full graphic at you. Yeah, there it is. There you go. So it's, they could do it. And like, I I remember (laughs) thinking last year that the Rams could never trade Goff because the cap hit was too bad. And then they just did it and dealt with it. Got Stafford paid for him and just made it work. Like, these guys are so good, they could make it work. Yeah. yeah uh, and salary cap gymnastics is a new talent in the NFL. But remember when Goff got traded to Detroit, people said Detroit won that trade. Hell yeah. Just, I just want to let everybody know. Everybody said that at the time. That was something that was said. Like, oh, they, and, they, they, and they still might. We just don't. They just got a right. draft. Rams are in a Super Bowl. Right? Super They're Bowl, in a Super Bowl. Dude. Yeah, no, uh, okay. Uh, that's I, I would agree with that. You're right. That's you, you trade for so when you get to the Super Bowl, that's a win. You're right. Yeah, it worked that you won all in. Now, granted, if no, they don't right. win one, I guess we can have the full conversation in like three, four years. But immediate, boom, here we are. We're in the Super Bowl. No. We did what we okay. tried to do. But the twenty-seven and a half million, all those teams that were up on that graphic there. Are those most, and I guess the Panthers could be added in there as well. Is yep. there any teams that we're not thinking about maybe that are in the quarterback market? Maybe not just for Aaron, but for Jimmy G or Russ or if Deshaun, who has a lot that has to happen off the field, obviously, get figured out. Yep. Is there more than we, we think or project? Or- uh, yes. A couple you missed there. The Saints are going to be in for a quarterback, and I would think they would swing pretty big. They always kind of swing big. 71 um, million they- over the cap. Eric Bieniemy is interviewing with them, what, today or tomorrow? Bro, there's 71 tomorrow. million over the cap. And that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but <laughs> everything caps they can, they have like the best, the, the best cap gymnast uh, in the NFL and Kai Harley. Um, oh, they could right. manage it. They've been managing it for years. They'll push into the future. They, they have the saints. If they want to swing big for a quarterback could definitely do it. Uh, the bucks have some options um, because they could just, you know, they could stay home and not sign a quarterback or they could sign Aaron Rodgers or anything in between. I mean, one thing that they've shown is that they are a good destination for a veteran quarterback who might want to come in and win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's they are a ready-made team. So I think those two – I don't think the agent. Texans would yeah. be a big free agent quarterback destination. They have some questions, but I don't think they – so I think it's really just the Saints and then the Bucks And the Panthers. And the Panthers, sorry. Yes. And the Panthers. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, gun to your head. Bill O'Brien or Adam Gase is the next OC of the New England Patriots. Here we go. Uh, I think both are possibilities. Uh, and it's weird to me that people ridicule Gase. I just and – and, like, I like him, so this is not – I mean, this is really not just me sticking up for somebody that I happen to like. Um, he took the Dolphins to the playoffs, and they haven't been – barely were before or since – and it didn't work out with the Jets, and they had no talent. And damn, Sam Darnold is what he is, so I don't think that was, I don't think that was his fault. Um, I think he, as an offensive coordinator, he would be good, and it would revitalize his career. And I don't think he'll ever be a head coach again, but uh, I think he could be a viable offensive coordinator with the Patriots. With Bill O'Brien, uh, it sounds like there's some interest on both sides. He has a big personality. New England has liked him in the past and helped create him. Teapot Bill. Uh-huh. That'll be interesting. Teapot Bill. Would he want to leave Alabama? Do you have any uh, people in his camp? Uh, he would. Yeah. Has he enjoyed his time he, in Alabama? He likes. He likes Alabama. It's warm. So I mm-hmm. would he want? And it's great. Like even Tuscaloosa is cool. College towns are great. Um, he has a family situation where his son 
needs really good medical care. So moving, you know, they have great hospitals in Boston, but moving would be hard but not impossible. So I don't know that it's a slam dunk that Bill O'Brien goes. We don't know if Boston's hospitals. Mass General. Yeah, Mass General. MGH, one of the best hospitals in the world. Tied into that place. (laughs) One of the best in the world. One of the best in the world, obviously. So whenever you say the best, though, that isn't like one of the best. the best in the United States. Best hospital in the United States up there? Mass General Hospital. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Harvard and MIT. It's a pipeline. What does that mean? Two of the best institutions in the country. Are they? In the top five list, they're number four. Okay, in America or in the world? In America. Okay, who's number one? Uh, Mayo Clinic, Rochester, uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. That, that's a bias. What is happening list. here? That's Why from, that's from Minnesota.com. That uh, he's searching it right I now. See John Hopkins is pretty high on that list. Oh, John's <laughs> <Hopkins. laughs> John Hopkins is number three. Oh, they're above okay. Mass General. Well, Cleveland that's because Clinic. they just signed Dr. Carpenter. I mean, there's no ads off to J. Hey, General Dr. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, hey. He's coming through Johns Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Go ahead, Ty. <laughs> Rapshi, what the hell ended up happening in Minnesota? I know when you came on a couple weeks ago, you basically said that you didn't think Harbaugh to the Raiders was realistic, but we hadn't heard Kevin O'Connell's name once leading up to the process. So when did you kind of realize that he was going to be the head coach and what the hell happened with Harbaugh? And are you kind of not uh, doing your job for oh, all of us? fair. No. Unfair. It took you through the runaround. No, that was a fair question. Yeah. It was a follow-up, but... Yeah. It was a fair yeah, follow-up. Follow. Yeah, fair follow-up. Uh, so here's what happened with Minnesota. So Harbaugh, it, it is interesting to watch how the media covers Harbaugh, and I don't, oh, he's I don't talk to him. I don't know who he talks to. He, it's almost like he had gotten the job before he went to interview, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to talk to people, and people doing the hiring aren't always transparent with reporters for obvious reasons. But I thought it was crazy because I'm like, maybe I'm just misunderstanding, and this is all fake, and he's just going to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a coronation, and he's just going to get it. Um, and I don't know. Um, so it's uh, – I was talking to people as of – so what, the official hire was Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. I was talking to people on Tuesday afternoon that were saying Kevin O'Connell was the favorite. Meanwhile, I'm reading everything that Harbaugh is the favorite. And I'm like, something doesn't make sense. Harbaugh's people Harbaugh, are playing people? Harbaugh what? learns that – What's that? You think Harbaugh's people are playing people, including Harbaugh, telling Harbaugh that he has a job? You think his people told him that he had that job just like they were telling everybody else? And how would that happen? Possible. Um, it might be just, honestly, it might be him. Like, he seems like someone who'd be in control of his own message. I don't know who was talking to people, but I just know he was interviewing for the job, and I think he thought he was just getting the job. And when he learned he wasn't getting it, that's when he was like, all right, this is this is not for me. I'm, I'm going to go back to Michigan and – you know, I think Kevin O'Connell was the guy really throughout, and had he not been hired there, like some other teams were pretty interested in him also. How do we not hear his name? You're not allowed to report his name, or did you let us all down, or that was the follow-up? No, I mean, he was – we knew that he was interviewing with Minnesota. We and didn't. He was, we didn't. And I, yeah. I talked about on Sunday morning, by the way, that the Jaguars had him very high on the list, but his team kept winning. So you don't, there's only so far it can advance when your team keeps winning. It, like, it stops things a little bit. So you're saying it's our fault for not listening hmm. to Game Day Morning. It's a good show. It's a good show. You guys and have like 400 the, people. It was on the yeah. internet. What's that? The article, the article was on the internet. Do I have to click a link and go to it? Well, the headline kind of summed it up. It said, like, you know, Kevin O'Connell has emerged, like, has emerged. Once like you put that on, like, 6 a.m., 5 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I normally Crack check that. I thought this week was. Yeah, that's I, your thing. That's your I, thing. I, I thought so. this week was the Aaron Stuckaround in Green Bay. Was that two weeks ago? 
No, that was that. This was See. this week also. I had multiple. Oh, uh, so I buried the lead. I you buried that. the lead. Yeah. Bingo. What's it? That's in that journalism. Figure it out. I mean, look. All you gotta do, you click the link, and then the story's right there, and then you just <laughs> read much. the story. It's not even that long. Too much. I'm not doing that. What are Too we much. even talking about? I guess Twitter's opening up. By the way, you'll be able to write entire uh, blogs on Twitter. I guess. But that's not Twitter. Seriously? Well, Twitter, that's not Twitter. My Twitter's 140 characters. Yeah, that's right. And you actually have to copy and paste somebody's tweet, put it into your tweet, and put RT, RT. RT yeah. with a colon, Yeah. Yep. I guess, and then you have to give your stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my Twitter. Michael Cole. So, so this new Twitter is just an absolute 280. It's already too long. That's a lot. Now it's about to become an entire blog, which is probably good for you, right? Because people actually read these articles that you put out that you normally have to click a link and nobody ever does, right? TLDR. Uh, they read the articles, by the way. And also, I don't want to blog down. in Twitter. Like, I, how much, how much time do read. I have to read? Like, just give me the 280 characters. That's enough. Let me move on to the next 280 characters. What's the next big news that comes, you think, in our world? Um... I would assume it'd be a coaching hire. So the the Texans still have not announced. Um, have the, not announced, but we'll, they have I'm hired. We'll I mean, look. Hold they, on, they hold on. Four. They already have their person. They just haven't announced. I don't know. Flores is a finalist. Fire. Gannon is a finalist. Fire. McCown Fire. is a finalist. So I think it'll be one of those three. And you know, could it be Flores? Theoretically, maybe it could. He is a great football coach, so they could just. Say, you know what, we're just going to hire a great football coach. Probably impo- uh, implausible, but I think it would be kind of cool. Um, and then we, we don't know. The, the Saints are still interviewing. They got the enemy Saturday. The Dolphins are interviewing today and tomorrow. So presumably this weekend they'll have a decision as well. Okay, we'll keep an eye out. We appreciate you so much for joining us, Ian, on this beautiful feel-good Friday in which your kids are home from school. Uh, hold on one sec. You guys going to be in L.A.? Yeah, are you? Yeah, but you NFL Network folks, I heard on a radio row, you guys are in your own little yeah. village. You uh, we are, but maybe we'll see if we can work something out. Oh! 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 I'd be coming in live. It's not. Hey, I know you got the. You know you got a camera to hide behind here. You give us some bullshit live and in person. Yeah. Hey, hey, I don't know if you want these coming moves. over the table. No, no, no. Just hi, hi, hi. You're the best. You've been great all season. We can't thank you enough for this, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rappaport. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. In Ohio. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, and a COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron James Hall. Yeah! Yeah! 
Good Chuck Berry shirt on you today. Have oh, a yeah. good Feel Good Friday. Listen to some yeah. music. Watch a little porn. What's going on, dude? What do you got going on? Who's watching? Why are you watching porn? No, you are. That's you why are. you wear the Chuck Berry yeah. shirt. Give us a kiss. That has nothing to do with pornographic material, and you know that. Big porn. Yeah, I know you're a big music fan. Did he like? Did Chuck like porn? I don't know. I just loved his music. But what's going on? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Hey, good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey. 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 AJ, what do you got going on, pal? Nothing, man. Just digging out of the snowstorm, probably like everybody else you're talking to. Still snowing over there. It stopped over here this uh, earlier today, and it feels like it's going to be done for some time. But it is cold as shit, so I assume there's going to be some black ice on the roads as well. Keep oh, your yeah, eyes out, AJ. What do you got in Ohio? Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, it snowed like 15, 16 inches, something like that, ice underneath. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun, though. Kids have <laughs> been out in the yard, and we've been running around the snow. What do you have, John Deere tractors out there pushing and piling that thing? Or you got one of them gas snowmobiles yeah. that we seen last night. You can only use it once every seven years, but whenever you use it, you're the fucking cock of the walk, dog. <laughs> I don't have that uh, particular model. I have uh, like a Z-Track uh, John Deere zero-turn oh, motor. So I got a plow that I put on front of it, and yeah, it's it's uh it's not perfect, but it, it does does the work. How many times were you out there last night? And since you are on daddy daycare, were you just like, hey, we're having a snow day? Everybody yeah. outside six seven hours. Is that, is that what's going on? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do you think's going on right now? <laughs> like, what do you think's happening? They're free range children right now, so it's good. They know they know what to do. They're they the older ones can help the younger ones. They know what to do and what not to do. Of course, they're hawks. Yeah, they know what they definitely know what not to do. That doesn't mean they're not going to do it, but they know this is not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, got, a couple, got a couple little raging hawks out yeah, there. You cage Axel. That kid is on the loose right now. Yeah, mine's like mine. I have a black um, plow that didn't like that. Looks like it came with the John Deere. I bought mine afterwards. So. Oh, aftermarket! aftermarket? Wow. aftermarket you wow. put the chains on the tire on a backer. No, I actually have them. I'm, I'm uh, attempting to get those dang things on. That's not as easy as it looks. Well, the thing about it is, by the time you get them on, the snow's already done. Right, you only got like one storm. You really need this each year. Yeah, you know, it used. I feel like back in the day when I was a kid, more snow. Yeah, a lot more. Well, that's because we've been walking on Earth, pushing it down closer to the core, so it's been hotter in the society that we've been yeah. in. So less snow, maybe that's. Uh, yeah, it also snows more in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was like, gonna yeah. say in Michigan, I feel like we get like six of these a year. Oh yeah, out here in Indiana, it says you get We're one good area, one. Yeah. And it was very dry snow out here too. Last night I was trying to pack a Can't good snowball, couldn't even yeah. do it. Bad snow. Not it's heavy. It was heavy and non-packing, so it wasn't great. Yeah, it was like the worst type of snow. Shuts down an entire city, and you can't even pelt anybody with. I mean, what they are we even build a doing? snowman? Well, you got to oh, well, yeah. dump water yeah, on it, on. but that's another whole another recipe, I guess. You got to add in there. Uh, whatever the case, we appreciate you for joining us and allowing your kids just to terrorize all of Columbus, Ohio. Hopefully, Uncle Wexner doesn't get a hold of him. <laughs> that is obviously something we do not want ever. Uh, let's talk about some of the news <laughs> of the day, AJ. Uh, so ju- many inside situations happening on this show at all times. No, that yeah, everybody knows about that, that one. Yeah, yeah. inside uh, Uncle. Yeah, I mean that one's just oh. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, I was about to say, that's on top of a stadium. Yeah, right, oh yeah. It's on a couple yeah, yeah. of other. Every knows, building on campus. Everybody knows what old Uncle Wex is. babysitting. Though. Anyways, um, Jacksonville has hired Doug Peterson after being away from the NFL for a little bit. He obviously ended his reign in Philadelphia in interesting fashion. We don't know if he walked out. They fired him, but they agreed to mutually part ways. Whatever the case, they thought he was tanking at the end of the year. He and Carson Wentz, or he and Nick Foles, had a goddamn statue built upon them. They're both gone. He and Carson Wentz were supposed to be a dynamic duo. They picked Carson over Nick Foles. They broke up. Everything is kind of... You know, been blown up in that Eagles organization. I had no idea what Doug Peterson was going to do, former quarterback in the NFL. Now he's back in Jacksonville. Shad Khan's excited, hoping that 
Doug Peterson can replicate the magic he did in Philadelphia to bring them their first championship and can do the same down in Jacksonville. Do you see that happening? And what do you think about the hire? I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to do, take over the Jacksonville Jaguars and try to take them to the playoffs. No, we know. No, what, no. what year was that when they made the run of the AFC 17. championship? Yeah, 17. Mm-hmm. 2017. Okay. And that was – people didn't even respect Hackett, them then, right? I feel like. Hackett was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even people still, like, felt like, oh, they're, they're lucky to be here. I'm like, well, you're still in the AFC championship. It's pretty good. Like, you're not a bad team by any means. But I, it, this is what happens, isn't it, where you go from a guy like Urban Meyer who's known as, like, a – hard driving like college guy that wants to be like make sure like hey this is like you know no easy days whatever and then you go to Doug Peterson we've seen like you always talk about when they're eating ice cream the night before the Super Bowl right like how laid back and how much fun they're having like he seems to find a great balance of holding his guys accountable but also like letting them be individuals and enjoy themselves so I don't know seems like a good hire I know you're on a box of cereal with one of the guys who's working in that building right now have they been told anything about what the future looks like in your knowledge you probably haven't asked them but if you have and it's come up in conversation what do you think that building looks like and what about bulky already still being there because I thought the issue in Philadelphia once again we did not report this this is just what was being alleged about the situation Doug Peterson was hired because he was young and they could tell him what to do allegedly then as he continued to grow and get better as a head coach he wanted more saying things and allegedly the Philadelphia Eagles Howie Roseman and them didn't want to do that so then it ended up being a kaboom situation where Doug Peterson wasn't getting enough respect I think he thought this is just all alleged it could be much different than how we are perceiving it right now I don't want to I don't want anybody in Philadelphia any of the Johns in Philadelphia <laughs> to think that I'm the one making this up but now now that Balky's already there, the GM's already there, he's been there for some time, you would assume that he has the ear of the owner, right? Because they've been around a lot longer. And Shad Khan has openly publicly said that Trent Balky's our guy, even though Clanton's happening with our fans, they hate this fucking guy. Doug Peterson wouldn't sign just up for another situation like he had in Philly, right? There's probably going to be some turnover here in the next couple weeks as these staffs get assembled and building kind of gets figured out. Do you think that or you think I'm wrong in thinking that? No, there's definitely going to be. I mean, Peterson's going to want to bring in his own guys. And you're talking about, I, I actually meant to reach out to Anthony Schlegel, who's the head strength coach down there. He came down there with Urban. I think he's kind of in limbo. Like, are, isn't the whole staff probably there? And a lot of times the new head coach will come in and at least talk to the old staff or maybe retain a few of them. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I hope Schlegel gets to stay there. I hope Peterson keeps him. But usually head coaches have kind of their strength guys that travel with them. Well, and then also, I mean, at the Colts, we had uh, our assistant strength guys stayed, and then new head guy came in, basically. And uh, okay. so it was interesting. Like Richard Howell, who's been with the Colts, I think, for like 25 years at this point, is the assistant strength coach there. He might be one of the heads now because he brought somebody. I don't know how it works, but some positions, it feels like they do carry over, regardless of regime. And sometimes strength coach can be that way. But also, to your point, anytime a guy gets a gig, you assume that. He's envisioned what he would like his team to look like. He's envisioned what he would like his staff to look like, especially after a year away from the game and traveling around training camp to training camp, meeting people, getting a chance to watch it from a different perspective. You would think that Doug Peterson would want to come in and have some say in some stuff because he is an accomplished coach from the past. He had, he had a chance to kind of hit the reset button. What does that mean for Balky? I think all of Jacksonville still wonders. Well, do they? I just wonder if he and Balky, like Balky, have a previous relationship. Have they been? Have they worked together? Do they know each other? I would assume they. Shad Khan has to feel pretty comfortable with those two in the room to actually hire him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to remember that whenever uh, Shad Khan was interviewing Doug Peterson, he had uh, Balky in the room. And what did mm-hmm. Shad say? And what did Peterson say? He basically said, "Hey, like Doug, Trent Balky. What do you think of him? Great guy, right?" 
And then, this guy. And what did Doug say? Uh, yeah, fuck it. He looks fine. I think I can work with him. <laughs> All right. he, he, Sounds good. You want the job? That's potentially what happened. You know, and also. Uh, they leaked that footage like they did with Hackett. The, Broncos? Uh, the boy's been doing some deep dive research. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want to give up your sources. No. Not, not at liberty at this time. That. Yeah, yeah, it's good journalism from Fox. But he also, Doug Peterson also probably said, yeah, he's cool, whatever. How much are you paying me? Am I head coach again? Am I in the NFL? I don't have to deal with any of the bullshit. Are you guys still building all those buildings that you and Urban put together? Are we still building this entire place up? Cool, cool, cool. that's what we'll do. Is do there, I have Trevor Lawrence to work with, too? Like, that's a big part of it. Is there two pools in the stadium? All right, I'm in. All right, let's do it. But... That whole, if they win, they'll be good. If not, it'll be terrible. I mean, that's just every situation. It's impossible to judge before it even starts. Eric Bieniemy interviewing with the Saints tomorrow. Houston Texans allegedly going to make their decision this weekend is what Ian Rappaport has projected or predicted. And, you know, whenever it comes to the Texans, everybody just assumes that's Josh McCann. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Brian Flores is also a finalist there. The Saints, Eric Bieniemy, and I think others are interviewing down there. The Dolphins. What the hell's going on with the Dolphins? You guys have... Maybe it is Raheem coming out of the Super Bowl, just like Kevin O'Connell. We haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything out of the Dolphins camp? No, it's just clear that they always had a plan like they always do. They were ready for this. They didn't, you know, smart. It's absolutely brilliant. Good luck. It's a trash franchise. Hey, Raheem would be sweet. Raheem would be awesome down in Miami, I think. Raheem would be awesome, and that might be why it's so quiet because they haven't been able to trap with him just like the Kevin O'Connell thing. uh, Rap Sheet tweeted that Mike McDaniel uh, has an interview on Saturday and that they're kind of like zeroing in on him a little bit. I do think it will be him. It would make sense. Flores was defensive coach. They did. That's been. That's been. Did no, they had it. All, they had it before everybody else. They yeah. had it all right too. Whenever they mm-hmm. reported, it. they yep. had it all right. Whenever they reported it, that's going to be an interesting situation to follow, as well. I mean, this morning the enemy was being talked about on TV, and they're showing video of Flores. So, yep. like, you what? know, yeah, it's interesting how everybody. You know, I just hope the fucking right shit happens. Yeah. You know, I, I hope all the right shit. I honestly believe that. There's a lot of lawsuits coming at the NFL right now. And that class action suit led by Brian Flores is going to be that's going to be a big one. The $100,000 thing is huge. The hiring process, obviously massive. The NFL has already admitted fault at that basically years ago when they put in the Rooney rule and then they followed up on it. So that's going to be obviously a massive conversation. And I have no idea what the right answer is there. I, I'm... I have no clue what the right answer is there. I, I'm assuming that the people filing the lawsuit have ideas, and the NFL may be able to figure that out. The $100,000 bonus for losing games, though, from the owner, with Cameron Wolf, who works at the NFL Network, saying he has found other witnesses that can clarify or, or whatever the um, – what's that called? Confirm. Mm-hmm. Confirm this entire story. I mean, that's going to be big, especially with the sports gambling thing. going. I mean, sports gambling, uh, Caesars, I guess, is going to have a Super Bowl ad. $7 million for a 30-second ad is what NBC is high, are charging right now. So conversation around the office from Bruce Brown. Uh, those commercials are going to look like uh, crypto, crypto, mm-hmm. yeah. sportsbook, crypto, crypto, Doritos. Yep. Sportsbook, crypto, buy live. Why? I mean, that's a lot of money. $7 million for 30-second ads at, on the NBC right now. I mean, that's... Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we get, we get some good beer commercials out of it, maybe. 
Well, with the New York gambling numbers, I'm sure there's going to be much more sports books jumping in there, too. Here is the handle from New York in the last 20-some days or whatever. It's like $1.8 billion or something like that, which <laughs> cracks the New Jersey record of $1.3 The handle uh, it is more by $500 million than the next highest. Everybody knew that the New York rollout was going to be huge, was going to be massive. One point. Eight billion dollar handle in one month or less than one month. What does that? Mean? Yeah, a one point six. Sorry. What does it mean? Handle exactly. Yeah. So there's differentiating between revenue. Handle is just total amount of bets taken in. I believe. Handle is the amount of bets, and then there's obviously the juice, and then there's revenue, and then there's how much New York is getting, which is like fifty one percent of revenue. I believe. So that that big number there, we have no idea how much each sports book actually saw from the one point six billion in one month. Uh, but I, we can assume it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. When I, the- even though I hit two same game parlays, uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty good. Too. I had two same game parlays on Championship Sunday where there was a lot of money on. Line. That was that was only sixteen million. I guess got only sixteen million. Yeah, but the Super Bowl one is going big. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm I'm stacking the same game parlay already in my head. That's going to hit, and I can't wait to see what we're going to go. We're going to go Super Bowl. A lot of people getting their final bets of the season in. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and take them for everything they got. Oh, yeah. Finally got hot. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. We need to break these sons of bitches at FanDuel. What were you going to say, Tone? I for the revenue and the handle or whatever. I remember when Jersey was like one point three or. One billion. The the revenue was like eighty or ninety million, something like that. So yeah. like, of of a billion dollars bet, they made like eighty or ninety million on revenue or something like that. So there's and there's also real. I don't know. I guess it is not that big a margin yeah. in the entire thing. You see that they juice. pay huge. They pay a huge amount of all their their money out, right? Like to the state, like how, all mm-hmm. the taxes. I know what state was it saying it would bring in like two hundred fifty mil a year. Just in that, you guys said that, right? I would assume it's New York. New York. No, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's two hundred fifty million. Going to a fund or whatever. You guys posted on the. Oh, site that's for Florida. Yeah, the, yeah. the projected amount of so it would be more in New York then because New way York has more. more people. It'd be way more. Yeah, but I think these numbers getting out there and the revenue coming in, this will hopefully get other states to open this thing up. And listen, we can let the losers lose. We win around here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. is that right, AJ? Yeah, absolutely, every time, right? Well, not me, no me, no, no, no. Hammer Don does though. Well, Super Bowl last year's Super Bowl. You remember that same game? I had a twenty-five thousand dollars oh, yeah. same game parlay last year. I still lost five grand because I put thirty <laughs> grand on the coin toss. I remember that. I'm about a hundred grand live this year. Hell yeah! Damn. Yeah, on, on one or total? No, I'm gonna bet. Obviously, the coin toss. I'll probably have the same game parlay that we're going, uh-huh. and then a bunch of live bets. I'm, we're going to be we live go. betting this thing. Yeah, you know, let's get it all in those four quarters. It's, yeah. like, it's all we got until you know next season. I've been meaning to tell the office if you like something right now, you know, put it in before we go to California because yes, uh, it's a very good point. I already thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will be back though. We will be back, yeah. will be back by the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we got a big time of. Has that been announced? I don't, I don't know. know. Nope. But right. You probably can. Or... No, I don't know if I'm like, what? Yeah, there's a lot of other people involved. A lot of really smart people. What? Is AJ part of it? You wouldn't get it, dude. AJ is part of it. Yeah, he, he knows no. about it. I'm not part of it. You are yeah. part of it. You bringing cigars? What are we talking about? <laughs> Stuff. Los Angeles. What are we talking about? Los Angeles. You bringing cigars out there? I don't know. Most likely. 
Yeah, what, I mean, if he doesn't. Why are you so defensive, dude? Yeah. What's your problem? I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. I understand you walk around with a turkey bag of cigars. <laughs> yeah. Tone just asked if you were bringing them because I think that was Tone saying, "Hey, we smoking cigars yeah. together," and you. Oh yeah, I definitely know. I, I thought Tone meant like. Guy. I thought he meant like. It, I started thinking, oh, is, are you what you talking about? Some kind of event where cigars will be smoked? Oh. What are we talking about? Yeah. I believe it's they certainly could. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a Ziploc bag cool. full, most likely. You don't say. If this guy doesn't bring cigars, he'll tear apart wherever the hell he's staying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's how he keeps a calm hand. Yeah, we can't have that. That's how he keeps that calm hand. Let's go to some phone calls here before I tell you we... what, it'll be nice to smoke a cigar outdoors. Yeah. Been oh, hell yeah. been a while yeah. for me. What? Yeah, normally you're just in that oh, attic just yeah. taking it all in. You guys have a yeah. sweet rooftop, too. Oh. oh. I'll be smoking cigars, too. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. We're at the palace. Yeah. They're going to look like pre-rolls, but they're just cigars. <laughs> That's all. Maybe get some Khalifa Kush over there, too. What's that? It's marijuana. It's marijuana. Snoop Dogg stuff, too. Oh, Snoop Dogg's got some stuff? Ricky Williams got some stuff? Heisen? We should be trying to smoke everybody's stuff while we're in the very legal state of California. Seth Rogen's? Well, he just charges $700 for a charger. Yeah, Yeah. but that's the house playing charger. I mean, come on. It's a car charger, but in your house. Bro, he put a car lighter in a block, charged $700 to people, (laughs) and we we got one person in a block. Yep. I assume a lot of people did. That is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. I thought seen. he makes uh, like ashtrays. Doesn't he sculpt them himself? That's a different thing, and that is also $2,000. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I do like the water bong, though, that Wiz shows in his thing where he flips that thing yeah. around. Yeah. That seems to be quite a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Wiz is making real stuff. Seth's trying to steal money from people, although I do enjoy Seth's last. Sure. Yeah. And his Who vases. does? He's making some pretty cool bosses. Yeah. yeah, he does have good bosses. That charger fucking Oh, car. yeah. Can we bring that with us? The charger card yeah. thing? Yeah, maybe toss it in the ocean. Yeah. Bruce has to be so upset. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and we tried to tell him, like, hey, rubes like you are why they're going to keep making this thing because this thing's going to stink. When you do, it's only 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Great investment. Look at this. It's called a pick. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this thing was 199 Yeah. It actually came in a five-pack. Yeah. Different colors, too. And it's portable, and you don't need to plug it in, and it doesn't take 20 minutes to warm up. <laughs> But have fun. But hey, I'm happy you spent 400 Hey, there's only a few going to be made, we assume. Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean like a, a cigarette lighter plug? Yeah. Yes. Yes. In Bingo. the middle of a box. Okay. Yeah, well, I think it, I, it it has to be here because Bruce won't take that home because no. he doesn't want to look yeah. at it. Yeah, thing no. weighs 400 pounds, yeah. too. Yeah, so. it's a dollar per pound. Yeah. Is it meant to be like a, th- <laughs> hey, this is a throwback piece of machinery I have here? I think it was, was supposed to be like kind of a fun mm-hmm. nostalgia yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But 400 bucks, the nostalgia is where my money oh, goes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Careful. It's expensive. Right here, dude. This is oh, it. it's tiny. Wait, flip tiny. it. Up. Can I see the top? Yeah, it's car. Pull it. Pull that out. Well, I no, just- no, you just charged it. Oh, it's it's legit. Just the actual lighter. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. It. That is it. That is it. I haven't seen one of those in a while. But I think that's what Seth was banking on. Like, Does it work though? You have to plug that in though. Threw one out of it. Yeah, so. you, have to, you have to plug this in. And the this. cable's only four inches too. So. Yeah, and you plug it into a wall. Like, hey, I'm not really sure. Four hundred dollars. What a hustle! You don't have one of those in your truck, AJ? <laughs> I guess that's a. Is it considered art? Yeah, partially. Yeah, it's granite. Art Deco, probably. It is very nice. It is very nice. Whoa! Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's oh. a slap. If I start smoking cigs in my car, I'll get one. You <laughs> should. <laughs> you should. It's a very good pastime. I'll tell you. I don't know if this desk has enough room for this one. <laughs> oh, you got it. Yeah, Just, yeah. Pop that sucker. Right there. It is right here. Alright, let's go to the phones. Let's go to see Steve. What, see when it pops up. Well, it's not plugged in. It might stay for That's why I went to stare at it. 40 minutes later. Remember when Ace Ventura threw one out of a monster truck into a guy's lap? 
Let's go to the phones. Stephen in Massachusetts, what's going on, bub? Hey, Pat, what's going on, man? Hey, just hanging, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for keep putting me in the promo, dude, because uh, that, that clip of me calling in last time, man. Well, this it, is it, Steven. It's Steve. definitely Raven. Steven, so you're yeah. Steven. in Nashville, Massachusetts. You're moving around. No, no, no. no. So uh, what happened was when I called in, Sounds I like was you're in trying a tunnel. to say what? Massachusetts. I was trying to say Massachusetts. What's that? What? And, what? Uh, <laughs> I went to Na- ended up becoming in uh, Nashville. Oh, so you've been in Massachusetts this entire time. Nash- uh, Nashville was just a misunderstanding between you and Mitt. Yeah, uh, yeah. You could have said it wasn't you then. You know, they could have said that was somebody else that was Stephen in Nashville. You're Stephen in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that you're like, no, nah, well, nah. yeah, that, that's that's why I was saying like when I was talking to you right. guys, I said when you, I thought you guys were talking to the other guy. It's because I thought that somebody from uh, Stephen from Nashville uh, called in. Okay, okay, I can understand it a lot more. Obviously, oh, okay. here we are in the five hour energy phone line with Stephen in Nashville in Massachusetts. Here we go, uh, Stephen. What do you want to <laughs> talk about today, Bob? Oh, uh, so I just wanted to talk about the uh, the Patriots might be interested in uh, signing Adam Gase. And my first uh, thought was, no, is uh, you guys man. remember when he signed up with the Jet, uh, Jets? Because I know you guys were talking about guys being on the stuff. That that was definitely a bad press conference. So now uh, if, if things go wrong on the sidelines, I get to see, like, uh, Bill Belichick's son doing all those Hello? weird faces. And, and then you get uh, Adam Gase Hello? doing all those, uh, uh, like, eyeball uh, moves and stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome, Stephen, in Nashville, oh, Massachusetts. No. Thank you, man. Oh, he's got energy. We had one. No, we did yeah. not. We should not have done that to him. He's been through enough. Yeah. He said thank you. He he said thank you for putting him in the promo. Yeah, but you're the one who always goes, oh, why are you bullying yeah, this guy? Exactly. Why well, would you ever call into this show is what you I said. I did until he re- like, I realized Stephen loves being part of it. Well, that's the thing. He's Stephen in Massachusetts, and we clearly said Stephen in Nashville, so he right. could have said it wasn't him if he didn't enjoy it, I guess. But boy, at the time, whenever he said, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> that really. Come on, that man. Don't time. do it. Hey, that hit me. Mm-hmm. Here. That hit me. Did you watch the skill showdown last night from uh, the Pro Bowl? It was quite, cool. a, quite an interesting thing. I saw, uh, I saw little bits here and there. It looked like it was pretty cold. I know Micah Parsons is very fast and very jacked. But, yeah, the, these guys are talented players. Well, I mean, the, they had different players hosting it, right? Well, saw Cam <laughs> Jordan doing a little bit. Just one, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought of J.J. I thought I saw a clip of J.J. doing something. What is your problem? Mm-hmm. So we will talk about Cam Jordan as a host. I don't know if he was necessarily built for the role that he was in or told what he was supposed to do. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I like the energy that he brought. I enjoyed the uh, the scoring system on the greatest catch or, mm-hmm. or the whole adding that in there like it's a dunk contest. I guess it's out of 100. You know, you can't go any more than 100. Can't go any less than 100. Cam Jordan, friend of the show. I think he got thrown into a spot. He didn't necessarily know where he was, and it was cold mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just have that thing in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. And let's let's go ahead and you know let's do it. Let's do let's go to Hawaii. Let's put these skill sh- uh, showdown type things together. Let's offer up real money so Tyreek Hill does want to run in that thing. It was a quick gun. I don't think Tyreek Hill knew what he was doing. Chubb was really going for it. Micah is a grown ass man. Couple incredible catches. Mac Jones looked good. Russell Wilson put on a clinic. Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. throwing the ball hard. But the dodgeball, the most important part of the entire show was shot from one angle. It was just one drone shot. You see this photo here. This is much closer than the coverage got last night by a mile. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked the fact that they did give away money to the winners. You heard Justin Jefferson say, hey, we got this trophy, big grill in, sunglasses on. 
and we got this bread, right? And everybody said, yeah, we got this bread. I like that. Let's take it to Hawaii. Let's up the amount of money we're winning and giving away, and let's make this thing like the old school NFL quarterback challenge and skill show, uh, showdown. We were watching Debo Samuel's stories uh, this morning. Do you think that uh, prize money, how long do you think that lasted in Vegas last night? Straight to the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straight to the bar. Last night was probably epic in Vegas. Every night, I assume, is epic in Vegas. But those boys getting able to run around with a little extra pocket change, I mean, that is... Where are they staying, do you know? uh, I'm not sure. I know Dan was roaming around drunk all over. Mm -hmm. Orlovsky was roaming around drunk all over the place. Was he really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, was he filming himself do this? Well, not just him. It was Mina, Laura, Swaggoo. We were watching them take a little tour around Vegas, and Dan's eyes just got more and more... I don't think I should be doing this. The rest of the whole way. It was on the internet. It was a fun little story last night, actually. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna go, go check that out. Yeah, they, by the way, I would like our crew to like each other as much as that NFL Live crew likes each other. They got that it factor. Hey, you know that camaraderie thing we talked about? That mm-hmm. NFL Live crew is all the way, and it was fun to see them get out and about and celebrate mm-hmm. the year that was last night in Vegas. Yeah. You don't think we have I that? I agree. <laughs> I don't think we have that. Diggs asked if you were bringing cigars. And you go, yeah, fuck you. What of it? Like, yeah, it's that true. Is, it's a problem. Yeah. That's we have a problem. that. We have that. I, I heard Mina yell that at Swagoo one time. What do you mean? Maybe. No. Not 100% sure. They have a different friendship, I think. But it does seem as if they are <laughs> all in. And I would like us to potentially hopefully yeah. reach that one day. We, we, we can are. certainly try. We're there. They've had a hell of a year. They deserved it. I agree. That's what the Super Bowl is, by the way. Yeah. Super Bowl is like the so, year end. This is our holiday party. This is our wrap up. This is all the all the Bowl. all the hours of this is our Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> all of our chatting all year about everything that happened, you know, comes to a full head. A lot of meetings happening mm-hmm. in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversations happening in LA. Hopefully a lot of look back on the season that was not only for us, but everybody. Yeah. Hey, hey yeah. good on us. Nice good on us, hey. Mate, you too, AJ. So, but good mm-hmm. on us. You oh, well, I thought we were trying to be tight like them. Why right. are you going to throw, throw that at me? Well, right. you're the problem. The yeah. guy asks you to bring cigars, and you say, hey, Tone, you and I will never smoke the same quality of tobacco. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he, he said to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what he Imagine, said. Imagine, like, you know what's crazy? There is people, there's people like that, that really think that. That would tell someone, like, yeah, you would never, I would never stoop low enough to hang out with you. Yeah, there's people that actually think that. I don't, do people say that? I don't know. If anybody was. I think there's, there's got to be people that say it. Well, next week, we're probably going to meet a lot of them. Uh-huh. And we are the people that they would never hang out with, but they're going to be forced to be in the same room as us. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to chit-chat with the fine folks at NFL Films because I think we have a couple people that, you know, I think we can deem this guy a friend of the show now. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was the uh, supervising uh, producer for the Hard Knocks in season with the Indianapolis Colts, which was a fantastic series that – was cut too short because Contown beat the Colts out of the playoffs in the last week of the season. They were going to go on the entire run all the way to the Super Bowl, in which that is where the Colts were supposed to head, but obviously a 4.4 QBR. He also directed Terry Bradshaw's uh, most recent one-man story, basically, called Going Deep Documentary on HBO Max. It was released two days ago. We saw some clips. We tried to watch the entire thing. Looks like it is beautifully done. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who's been in NFL films for 25 years, I believe, Keith Cosrow. Yeah, Keith! Had a baby, Keith! Had a baby. Good to be back, fellas. Hey, it's great to have you back. We watched uh, some of the the Going Deep doc. Didn't want to ruin it. My wife and I, I think my wife would like to watch it as well. It looked, hey, that thing was beautifully done, Keith. Hey, not that NFL Films would ever put out something that wasn't. That thing was gorgeous. So congratulations. Thank you. 
Thank you. We shot the crap out of that thing. We went to uh, we went to Branson, Missouri, with Terry last summer. He was uh, doing four shows at the Clay Cooper Theater in Branson, Missouri. He's got this show. He's got a band. He sings songs, which I, I, kind of a rockabilly vibe. Okay. And he tells stories about his life. And I we've been aware of it for several years. And always wanted, we thought we could build a really cool Terry Bradshaw film around this thing. And I didn't show much interest. And, and then HBO, we told HBO about it. They got interested. And then Terry, Terry liked that idea. And so we went, we spent 10 days with him in Branson. I interviewed him there for a total of like six hours backstage in, a, in one of the dressing rooms. And, and we shot all four shows. We shot the crap out of them. So yeah, we... We're proud of it. it. It's a it's a really uh, it's a different kind of film. I definitely uh, you know you're gonna watch the first ten minutes and say what the hell is this? Oh, there's some sure. singing early. There's some singing he's, early. Yeah, he starts singing and you're like, what is this? Why do we have a Terry Bradshaw Variety Hour on HBO? <laughs> Stick with it. Uh, first of all, he's a lot of fun. Of course, he's Terry Bradshaw. He's one of the most gifted storytellers uh, in the history of of of, of of the NFL, but probably pro pro sports, right? There aren't there aren't many guys like Terry Bradshaw. Um, well, McAfee's pretty good. Wow, Barkley, no, 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 Barkley's no. pretty good. No, no. Uh, but Bradshaw's a pretty gifted storyteller. So we thought, and 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 it turned out everything we thought it could be. And he, uh, as the title suggests, he goes deep. He he gets into some things. Uh, he he drops some. Uh, he gets a little uh, selective with his language. Oh his, no! His language Whoa. will be. A, yeah, you get a little bit of a different Terry Bradshaw in this show than you've ever seen before. Excited! I guarantee nice. you that. Keith, is this? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, I, is it anything like Mike Tyson's like one man show that he was doing? A little different because Terry's singing here. I never saw the Tyson <laughs> one. I don't think Tyson sang, did he? No, he just told stories, but he had like great uh, like big screens behind him that would go with his stories. Like it was just very well produced too. Well, this was so Terry's been doing this show for years. He had a residency in Vegas before the pandemic, uh, what? And, and then he hadn't he hadn't done it in a couple of years. Adele, um, but but he so it's it's not like super crazy videos everywhere. We we added a few videos for our purposes. You know, we 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 popped up the immaculate reception during the part of the show where he talked about that, and then after each show, I would go in the audience and, and we would do an extra Q and a, we kept the audience there to get into some other parts of his career that, you know, he keeps his show light and this show goes into some darker places. He's had a lot of struggles, Bradshaw, that uh, I'm not sure many people are aware of. He's battled depression for most of his life. Um, he's got ADHD and his time in Pittsburgh left him with a lot of scars, which is crazy to think about. You know, guy was the first pick in the draft and won four Super Bowls, and it's, you know, remembered rightly as one of the best players in the history of football. And uh, um, But there's a lot more there. You know, his time in Pittsburgh was tough. Do you think that this is, like, the only doc that will be done on Terry Brown? Is that kind of how you looked at it? Like, we can tell his entire story here? Or do you think he meant for it to be that way? Is that what you were shooting for when you go into it? Or do you think there will be more? I think it will be hard to do another. I don't think he'll do another one like this. He went into this, and I give him so much credit, because he, he went into this and said, I'm going to go all in if I do this. 
and I'm not going to like it. He, you know, he said, he said, I'm going to hate these interviews, but we're going to do them. And I'm going to go, I know I got to talk about Chuck Knoll and I know I got to talk about Pittsburgh and, and I know I got to talk about all this stuff. I don't want to talk about 20 minutes into our first interview. And we did three separate interviews over the course of the week. He mentioned his three divorces and I was, boy, I was like, all right. You know, he had married a, an Olympic figure skater, Jojo Starbuck back in the day in the seventies. And that was his second wife. And, and so he brings the, his divorces up and I said, well, you, you know, why don't you, you know, why don't you give me a, a thumbnail of the three divorces, which is not an easy thing to ask. And he went for about 10 minutes on the divorces and, and kind of gave a whole history of his failed marriages, which was extremely painful for him to do. And at that point you knew, okay, he, He's not messing around. He really came to tell his story. You didn't That's expect that, huh? It. You didn't expect you expected it to be pretty positive because of what the show normally was. I, no, I knew that we were going to go to some places that weren't going to be comfortable, and we had talked about it. I didn't know that he would go there. I certainly didn't think he'd go there half an hour into our first interview. You know, when you sit down and do these interviews, you you know, like if somebody's doing like a biographical documentary about you, you're going to have to talk about everything. It doesn't make it any any easier. Yeah. But he he got into it and and he man to his credit like I I can't say enough how grateful we are to Terry because he he didn't leave anything on the table. Here. Thank you TB. Thank, Thank you TB. He's a he, he's an interesting guy, an interesting character. I can't he wait says to at watch. one point it's at one point in the film he says we might have even sent you this clip over this morning. He says uh like I wish I was loved and respected the way Brady and Manning and and Roger Stallone. There's one thing in my life I do wish I had, and I'll say this: I'll say this. I wish I was loved and res- and respected. And, and I understand. I I know I don't deserve this. I just wish I had it, like Brady, and like Peyton, Roger Staubach. Wow. I sit back in my life as a football player I never had that kind of respect and I wish I did I really do wish I did hey hey that music drop by the way hey good scoring hey good scoring in that documentary but also that's that type of what you're talking about of reaching into like maybe the flaws or the uh, self consciousness versions of Terry Bradshaw which makes the best documentary go ahead aj i'm sorry about it bob yeah well i guess what would have happened if you sat down with all these interviews and he didn't go as deep as he did because it's i think it's <laughs> awesome just seeing that clip alone like to, to be vulnerable enough to actually say that i think is really cool of him like what happens if that if he doesn't give you all this good stuff that's a good question you know sometimes when you're and you guys know this when you do interviews right and you're kind of in media mode and you're guarded, and you're given the pat answers. Um, it's tough to break through. We did a film, we did an HBO documentary with Joe Namath like 10 years ago, and we, were, we knew we were going to have to go to some tough places with Namath too. And the thing we did with Namath was, you know, you study everything these guys say. You know, we've interviewed Terry Bradshaw 20 times over 50 years. Steve oh. Sable interviewed. So I studied all these interviews. and We did the same thing for Namath. So what you do is you say, we're going to do three interviews. 
And we ended up interviewing Joe Namath for 11 hours for this HBO doc 10 years ago because you ask a question – and I love Joe Namath. He's the you know, he's the coolest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as cool as Joe Montana. Name, yeah, yeah, Namath is Namath is the coolest. Yeah, not as cool as Joe Montana. But <laughs> <laughs> Joe Montana's uh, cool guy. Yeah, both Western Pennsylvania boys. Well, I know. Yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. But mostly Western Pennsylvania creates cool guys. But yeah. Joe Montana cool. saved a baby from yeah. abduction with a football by breaking the beak of the yeah. of the assailant. I'm not going to argue. Montana Montana is very cool. <laughs> so <laughs> so. So name it, So you ask a question, right? And you kind of know sometimes what the answer you're going to get is because you've studied it. You know this is the story that this person likes to tell when he's asked this type of question. So you, you go through it. You, they answer the question that way. And then you kind of go back again. You build in enough time in the interview that you can kind of attack it from a couple angles and try to get to a different place. And if there's a wall there, you see if you can't break through it. And, and some guys, you're never going to get through it, right? You know, some guys just aren't going to go where you want them to go. But I think in most cases, and certainly with Namath, and, and certainly in this Bradshaw film, they know what they're getting into when they're going to do a documentary for HBO or they're going to do a 30 for 30. They know, you know, bring your, bring your A game. And, Keith, and are you prepared. just plugged into HBO? Are you the guy? Like if something needs to get to HBO, you just have a great relationship with them over there? Or are Wait. you... Well, we have the best relate. We have such a great relationship with HB. We've been making movies with them for forty years. Hey, what about rights? To- what about game rights? You think they're going to get involved in live rights now that like uh, Amazon's involved? Do you think there's going to be well, other? That's people- a good. Well, you know, HBO's got this big merger coming. Q two of twenty twenty two. We got to see what happens. Who are they merging with? With Discovery, right? Discovery's oh, buying Warner. Of course. Media. Wow. So then HBO becomes happen? part of the whole Discovery family, Discovery. and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, there's the big the big rights uh, uh, conversation right now is with Sunday Ticket, and we'll see if the NFL comes up with a direct-to-consumer product or if Sunday yeah. Ticket stays on DirecTV. Those are the, the conversation. That's the one package that's kind of hanging out there right now. Well, DirecTV's dead. We are yeah. they're dead. Yeah. They're dead and what? Not that you can't say that. Obviously, you guys have a great they're relationship. Also owned by Warner, right? I think Direct AT and T owns DirecTV and Warner. Well, there's like six companies yeah. that yeah. just own everything, yeah. actually. And it sounds like you guys have a good relationship with everybody, as you should. You do a great job with the game and the biggest league on earth. But there's going to be a lot of money coming in the league and into NFL films. And I'm pumped for you because you do a great job. And I can't wait to see you continue to do so. Go ahead, Ty. Keith, with this taking almost a year for the entire process and with you guys' relationship with HBO, like, are you uh, are you guys in production? Are you just planning on making several of these like NFL-type documentaries over the next couple years or like how does that process work perfect because i need to ask you guys we got a meeting on monday with hbo we got a meeting with with bentley uh bentley weiner the the executive producer here uh of hbo sports right now and and at team moda who's coordinating producer we got a meeting with them on monday to talk about what documentary we should do this year. Nice. So let's hear it. You guys got any ideas? Tom Brady. Mongo. Aaron Rodgers. Roth- Mongo McMichael. Yeah, we do Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Well, we can't do it. We can't do back-to-back Steelers quarterback. Well, Ricky Williams. Williams. Terry says he isn't even a Stealer. Yeah, Terry. Uh, yeah. Ricky Williams. Oh, Timmy Ricky Tubo. Williams. How many documentaries are we doing on Ricky Williams? Wow. We're 30 for 30 already. Hey, the next one's the best one, man. Yeah. I can't wait. Ricky, he's got Heisman Company. Bill Carr. 
I don't think OJ Simpson's a good one. I think that's been pretty well documented. I don't know. We'll think. Michael Lombardi. Sidney Crosby. We'll go. Jay Glazer. Hell yeah. Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer's a good one. His book is good, huh? Unbreakable. Did you read it? No, I keep seeing. I keep seeing. Oh, Edron James. Edron James, good doc. You guys like Edge? We've been talking about doing a football life Ed Reed. on Edge. We've Ed never Reed. done a football life on Edge. You think what about yes, Edge? Edge deserves yeah. a football. Before we move on to anybody else, Edron James definitely deserves yeah. a football life. Hell yeah. 100%. What's the What's the elevator pitch on Edge's football life? Oh, from, gold, from gold teeth to gold jackets, dog. You oh, never oh, fucking oh, understand. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his. That's not mine. That's his. That's not me. But he has a book out right now. I'm sure you could read it and be like, yeah, we should absolutely do that. I think Get. Calvin Johnson's a good one. Mm-hmm. Calvin- we, did Megatron, we did Megatron's football life this year. It's a good one. Check go. it out. Oh, yeah, it was good. Did you, yeah. did you acknowledge the curse that the Detroit Lions have forever now because they took his money from him? Yeah. Well, that curse goes back to that's the curse of Bobby Lane, yeah, Pat. That's true. You know, the curse of Bobby that goes back when well, they traded Barry Bobby Sanders Lane. Yes. Well. How many curses does this guy have? Everybody's Detroit God, Detroit stinks. What is your problem? Get that team out of there. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. move them. Bobby Lane? I, please. Keith, can you just tell us now, will Hard Knocks be in Detroit this season? Because it's pretty much the only right answer I've uh, there, there is no selection yet, but oh. we know that the, the Lions are eligible uh, to be selected for Hard Knocks if, uh, uh, you know, we have the annual which teams are eligible for Hard Knocks parlor talk. There's the edge book. Yeah, it's good. The Lions are eligible for hard knocks, uh, so that, that'll certainly be a conversation. Keith, how much does it cost for us to get NFL rights? Right, we've been dancing around. We didn't know if the well, first time talking to you was the right time to talk to you, but now that we got you back, mm-hmm. and you know, we can't wait to watch you, Terry. We know you got a big brain, you and Todd over there, big time brains. How do we get? <laughs> A minute a week of highlights that I can just put right here, just so I can do. Boom! Look at this play right here. You know that would make the you show. You guys got all the money, McAfee, with with the fan. You got all the FanDuel money, right? Well, I got money from other places too, but I'm trying not to spend <laughs> that. I'm trying not to spend that. Obviously, I'm trying well, to have we the Hey, we we love. You know, we're big fans of the show, and uh, we are yes. we are happy to be on and be part of what everything you do. You know, we went over this last time. We love McAfee. Are you going to be out there at the Super Bowl? Yeah, I get there Wednesday. Let's have a meeting. Us and uh, NFL Films have a little meeting. Absolutely. We just got rights. Okay, so we do. Can we do that before I have meetings with other people? Because I'm having meetings with other people to potentially get rights. I'd like to talk to you guys beforehand to see if there's a chance, so I don't have to maybe you know glad hand anybody else. You know what I mean? That little leverage situation, Keith. We love meetings. We love meetings at the Super Bowl. The the best, the coolest meeting we had at the Super Bowl in Minnesota four years ago. We met with, we sat down with Peyton Manning, and that was where his show Peyton's Place is, was born. That we do for ESPN Plus, which is, which is you know we just started shooting uh, season three of, and has spun off into Eli's places and Abby Wambach's places, and we got Rhonda's places, and Poppy's places. So that started at with a Super Bowl meeting with Peyton. Pat's places. The I don't know. This Super Bowl coming up, a lot of good stories. What do you? What would you, as a storyteller for the NFL, 
enjoy more. This Joey Burrow young squad having no idea how big the moment is that they're in right now, and this is going to be a great documentary for a team that doesn't have an indoor facility, had to get on some basic-ass buses in flip-flops in the middle of a blizzard, drive down the road to the University of Cincinnati where there's an entire student section basically waiting for them. Get in there and get their work done. They're playing in the Super Bowl in 2022. There's a $110 billion rights deal. There's uh, $10 beers at every stadium. There's only things are going up. They don't have an indoor practice facility. Would you like that to be the story? Or do you think like Matthew Stafford and the superstars come together to kind of get the job done together uh, in LA in, in their home stadium? Which one do you think is the better story looking ahead? Or do you think both are potential great documentaries on the way? Yeah. It's fucking I love them, but, I, I love them, but well, you know what I've been thinking about all week? Because this has been our conversation. This is the kind of stupid stuff we talk about. It's not stupid. It's not stupid. It's no, good question. Thanks for saying my question was no, stupid. No, 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 not what you said. Here, oh. Here's what we talk about. Okay. What, what, should the, what was the correct uniform combo for this game? Because we, you know, we're going to shoot stupid. this Super Bowl with 32 dumb. cameras, right? And we're going to be showing these highlights for the next 100 years. You're going to be watching NFL films no matter what happens. Burrow throws four touchdowns. Stafford throws four touchdowns. Whatever happens... You're going to be watching highlights forever. And these two teams have a lot of, a lot of uniform combos they wore oh, yeah. this season. I just watched a rough cut of, of Road to the Super Bowl, our, our show that tells the story of the whole season, airs on Super Bowl Sunday. Between those two teams, they've got like 12 different uniforms. Mm. The Bengals are wearing the black jerseys with the white pants. But, yes. yes. Good job. And Rams. I think that the Rams are in white jerseys. They're not wearing bone, which I think we can all agree is the correct decision. What? They're not wearing what? They have that bone. You know that gray? They got that gray bone, jersey. Like they call color. it. Look it up. Oh, it, look it up. Really? Look it up. Bone? They got a. Yeah. They got their third What's jersey is called pan? bone color. It's almost like it's an like off white. Yeah. yeah. See. It's like I just didn't know they called it bone. Bone. Well, bone. You guys bone? questioned me. Same color. Bone. 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 Like bone. Like like your femur. Look it up. Yeah. Bone. Bone. Dog of bone. I heard that, but we couldn't hear what you were saying there. We know what you're talking about, obviously. White's tough. That's 8K. You know, towards later in the season where the Colts, we wore all white spanks. My belly button just became more and more apparent. There was always (laughs) this, uh, you know what I mean? So think about that when you're shooting these guys in all white, Keith. But I think (laughs) Burrow's awesome. Burrow, he's fun to mic up. He's, he's, he's good. He's he reminds me of Montana a little bit. Doesn't he remind you of Montana a little oh, bit? Oh, Joey, cool. Joe and Joe. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. Is that? I mean, that's that's a lot. But he's in his, he's in the Super Bowl in his second season. And the thing about it is, you you say, all right, Burrow could lose this one. He'll be back a hundred times. He's gonna, you know, all these young quarterbacks in the AFC. You know, we remember who went to the Super Bowl in his second season and never made it back, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, pop quiz, fellas. Maria. Yep. Marino, right? Marino never made it back. Never made it back, so, huh? There was no he also never backed fought. out of that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So, so if Burrow, so the, you, there, there's as much at stake for Burrow as there is for Matt Stafford and his band of uh, Hall of Famers. You got to win it when you get there, right? Yeah, AJ. Yeah. Well, I was there my rookie year, never made it back. We almost lost all of our games just two years later. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what the Bengals are doing—the opposite of that right now. Congrats, Congrats to them too. Yes, indeed. Congrats hey. hey, you mentioned micing people up. So when you're deciding who to mic up, and how, like, does the league, does anyone tell you how many players you're allowed to mic on each squad? Do you have to check it with the team? Like, how does all that work? 
It's an intricate process led by the senior executive at NFL Films, Ross Kenover. So Ross Thank works you, with Ross. every author. Hey, Ross is the best. Hey, handsome. Yeah, handsome. You, Ross. Ross is super handsome. Ross. We love Ross. Big Ross. Ross, big brain. Ross. Big brain Ross. Love Ross. So Ross works with all 32 teams, right? And they and he books the wires every week. So he's already he's in contact with the Bengals and the Rams. Um, and there will probably be three or four guys mic'd up for each team. What's his last name? Ketover. K-E-T-O-V-E-R. Big hitter. Ketover's oh, the, the guy you want to meet clean with. Up. No, no, we want to meet with Ketover. you, Keith. You're our guy. I'll be, I'll be there with Ketover. I'll clean up. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Ketover's the boss. Yeah. You say to Russ, you say, hey, here's friend of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah, that, that, that's all we need. We appreciate that. We're going to check well, out... The uh, Terry Bradshaw doc on HBO Max and HBO, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible work by you guys, as always. We can't wait to see you next week down in the Super Bowl. All right, fellas. We'll see you in L.A. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Gosser. Yeah. All right. That's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, interacting with us. We know there's a bunch of shit out there, and the fact that you want to spend your time with us, we are eternally grateful. Enjoy the weekend. We will see you on Overreaction Monday, Super Bowl week. We'll be in studio on Monday and then in L.A. Tuesday through the rest of the week. Should be a good time. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Cheers.